coaching can help you gain deeper understanding of challenges that may be holding you back. You may not realize that there are others who may be successful and operating successful businesses who share some of the same challenges that you are facing. Welcome to Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. Our program will look into the individuals and their challenges and show how the coaching process may be what they need to find the root causes of these challenges within themselves and learn to work through these challenges in order to find success. Now, here's your host, Ronald Graves. Hello, welcome to Coaching for Real, brought to you by Poema Leadership Institute, the show that brings you real people, real challenges, and real breakthrough. Again, I'm your host, Ronald Graves, and this show is about you. Coaching for Real is on the Voice America Business Channel to help you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness. You want to pay close, close attention to today's show and make sure you're ready to take notes because our special guest can help you take your sales calls to a whole new level. But before that, let me take you on a brief journey to set the stage for your transformation. A couple of months ago, I introduced you to the story of Pioneer 10. For those of you who missed it, let's take a short trip back in time to March 9, 1972, the day that NASA launched Pioneer 10 from Cape Canaveral, Florida. The primary mission of this satellite was to reach Jupiter, photograph the planet and its moons, take measurements, and send data back to the Earth. This is a very aggressive undertaking for that time as no spacecraft had ventured beyond the planet Mars. But Pioneer 10 didn't know that. For eight months, between July 15, 1972 and February 15, 1973, Pioneer 10 became the first spacecraft to transverse the asteroid belt. Almost nine months later, on November 6, 1973, Pioneer 10 began photographing Jupiter from a distance of 25 million kilometers, or 16 million miles. Exactly four weeks later, the spacecraft reached its closest encounter with the planet, a mere 132,000 kilometers, or 82,000 miles. All in all, over being back to Earth. But that was not all. As Pioneer 10 struggled to leave the massive planet, solar wind forced the vehicle to cross the bow shock of, mag- of Jupiter's magnetosphere 17 times before finally escaping. At 17 tries. Pioneer 10 then headed outward, crossing the orbit of Saturn in 1976, Uranus in 1979. Then on June 13, 1983, 11 years after its launch, the vehicle crossed the orbit of Neptune, the outermost planet, becoming the first man-made object to travel beyond the major planets of the solar system. Pioneer 10 continued to send weak signals back to Earth until January 23, 2003, 30 years after its launch, when its final signal was received at a distance of 12 billion kilometers, or 7.5 billion miles. It's estimated that today the spacecraft is 10 billion miles from Earth, heading in the direction of the constellation Taurus. You see, Pioneer 10 was designed to reach Jupiter, but there was a masterpiece within that spacecraft that was capable of greatness. So what about you? Have you reached your Jupiter only to find you're caught by the bow shock of the planet's magnetosphere unable to escape? Does your Jupiter represent your ability to close on sales calls? Have you reached a plateau only to find no matter what strategy you employ, you can't break through? 
See, it's important to understand that you were created to be great. But unlike Pioneer 10, which was created by man, your greatness is unlimited because it comes from God. There's a masterpiece, a poema within your DNA that is just waiting to be discovered. And that is precisely what coaching is all about. A coach enables you to develop a greater sense of self-awareness. You can see your challenges from an entire new, new perspective and then draw on your internal greatness to reach the next level. Took 18 tries for Pioneer 10 to break away from Jupiter. And today, Kayvon, our special guest, can help you break through your sales calls with far less effort. Known as the one call closer, Kayvon is the most effective and sought after sales trainer in the closing clients over the phone. International sales trainer and keynote speaker with over 20 years of closing experience, Kayvon helps coaches, consultants, and service providers close their high ticket sales and services over the phone with one call, even for those who hate sales. Kayvon and his one call closing system has helped thousands of coaches close millions of dollars in sales over the phone with one strategy. Kayvon has spent decades developing the art of closing and has proven why traditional sales tactics don't work. So Kayvon, welcome to Coaching for Real. Yes, thank you so much for having me. What an intro that was, and uh, what a great story. Excellent. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Now, Kevon and I had a brief discussion a couple of weeks ago, and it's safe to say that his life has been a series of ups and downs, high points and low points, successes and failures, whatever you want to call them. Kevon, I want you to think about the various milestones you've had along your journey. Now, they can either be good or they can be bad, positive or negative, but I'm sure they've all been learning experiences. So can you take us back as far as you'd like and talk about the beginning of your journey and bring us up to what you consider to be your first big milestone? Big milestone, yes, I love that. So, I mean, I want to take you back. I love the, your, you know, the story about just never giving up and how many tries uh, and I mean, that was my life was just never given up or resilient. Uh, by when I was in grade one, they had labeled me the school system and the teachers and the parents, they've all labeled me with ADD, ADHD, every LD in the book. Um, and it came to the point where uh, before I was even in grade three, they had written me off uh, through elementary school, all the way through high school. Even even when I got myself, even though they said I would never get there, I got myself into a university and uh, the special resource uh, teacher, the, the dean of resource, special resources, had sat me down and said to me straight out that uh, in my first, first week of university, said, if I was smart, based on the results that she's looking at, that I would quit right now, save myself the money, I would have no hope to go to even the college level of education and to go work at a factory, in the factory that my dad worked out in the one place I feared most of my life. The one place I told myself I would never step foot in, uh, she told me that that's all I was worth. Now, after 20 years of hearing uh, such thing, you start to believe that. So my first, my first real downturn wasn't the fact that my entire life I was told I was never good enough. It wasn't uh, told that I was different and I would never succeed. At 20, after hearing that, I started to believe that. And when you start hearing that after a while, you start to believe that. And that put me in a downward spiral. But I knew that I was meant to do something bigger. I knew that there was something bigger in me and that I never could let that little flame die. So through coaching, 
through meditation, through, through sport. I, I channeled all that negative energy, and I got myself out of that situation, continued on with my sales career at that time. And uh, as I climbed up the corporate ladder and I got to a level where I was the number one pharmaceutical sales rep in the country, the largest uh, pharmaceutical company in the world, uh, I realized I was actually still in the exact same spot as I was back in grade one. I was put into a box. I was told what I had to do based on someone else's recommendations, based on someone else's dream. And it was in that moment that I just had enough. I was, you know, we always hear that sick and tired of being sick and tired. I was just plain sick and tired of not fulfilling my dream and not really fulfilling my true passion. So I gave myself for the first time ever the permission to walk through my door, the permission to say, no, I'm not going to do this anymore for all of you. It's my time. I've done it your way. I've succeeded your way, and I'm not happy. It's now my time to do what I want based on my dreams, on what I dictate, and where I want to go and where I want my life to ultimately be. So the hardest thing I had to do in my entire life, it wasn't getting over the bullying, it wasn't getting over the labels, it was actually getting internal with myself and really giving myself that permission to walk away. Walk away from my family, walk away from my friends, walk away from where I was living. I knew if I was going to make big change, I was going to have to do big change. Because the one thing we know the results that we're getting right now in our lives is just a direct reflection of what's happening on the inside. And if I was going to change what was happening on the inside, I knew that I had to change what was happening on the outside first. So I went out, I called my parents. I will not be speaking to you for a while. It's not because I don't love you. It's because I do love you and I love myself. And I can't be hanging around average thinking. can't be hanging around the scarce mindset. The friends I was hanging out with, I loved them very much, but I couldn't be with them at that moment. They weren't giving me what I needed. And I realized I had to go after what I wanted. I had to start to surround myself with bigger players, better coaches, better consultants, better service providers, so I can start lifting my game. Excellent. Um, so now you're at the point where you decided to, to move on. Um, and I've, I've heard that story before, and that, that's kind of along the leadership trail, if you want to improve yourself, then you've got to surround yourself with people who are better than you, not people who are, you know, average. Um, and, and so where did you go from there? What was what was the next time? Now you leaving your family, leaving your friends. And so the whole world was open to you. I mean, it was a big decision. It was quite, you know, you kind of, uh, it was a big shock. And uh, where I went was I, I went searching. And I spent a year online trying to figure out how the online business worked, whether it was affiliate marketing, whether it was drop shipping, whether it was trying to do consulting, coaching. I mean, I invested everything I had. I took out my stocks. I sold my house. I took out lines of credits. I maxed out credit cards just to go out and figure what, what is it that was going to make me, um, give me what I was looking for. And I had to go through a lot of pain, financial pain, emotional pain to get there. But I also believe that all that pain I went through gave me the tools and gave me the strength to be able to push through and do what I do now. And what I do now is is help people like that in my situation go to the next level. I help service providers, coaches, consultants sell their high-ticket transformational programs, services, whatever it might be that are serving the world for better, for, for people to be better, stronger, smarter, faster. 
And I had to go through that pain. See, I had to go through that so I, I knew how to relate. See, I've been there. I've done that. I know what it feels like, and it sucks. But sometimes we've got to be in that one situation we don't want to be. We've got to say the one thing we don't want to say. We've got to start doing the things that have always scared us so we can finally become the people or the entrepreneurs or the coaches that we always knew ourselves to be. So I was willing to do whatever it takes. And it was, it was a challenging, it was difficult, but, I, but with perseverance, never given up. It was the same perseverance I had when I was a kid when they told me I wasn't going to do it. I had to really dig in deep and, and realize that if anyone was going to do it, it was going to be me. No one's coming to give me, nobody is going to come and give you the silver platter. It's out there. And people are out there eating off of it. But you've got to get yourself to that level if you want it. Nobody's going to bring it to you. And I had that, that internal motivation because I saw, I actually started to create this awareness, build my awareness and saw what was possible. I saw everyone doing what I wanted to do. And the question was, what are they doing that I wasn't doing? And the only thing I wasn't doing was taking action, doing massive action and going in that direction and be willing to fail. And it's been, it's, I mean, it's been an incredible, an incredible journey. I mean, from, from when I started uh, you know, at 19 being kidnapped, <laughs> you know, blindfolded in a third world country with a gun to your head, to having a heart, atta- heart attack at 24, to being thrown out of a, of a moving vehicle, ripped through the front windshield. I knew there was a reason for me to be in this world. I just had to give myself the permission to go out and find what that reason was. Give myself the permission to light up my inside so I can light up the world. Now, what, what you're telling me is that when you, when you left you know, that job or that position that you had where you were successful but not satisfied, that you really didn't know exactly what you wanted to do. So I had no idea. I absolutely, so, the, here's what I did know. What I did know was I didn't want to do what I was doing. What I did know 100% was I didn't want to stay in the situation I was because it was going to lead to an average lifestyle. It was going to lead to complacency. It was going to lead to, to me justifying by the time I was 40 or 50 why it was okay to have a house, just a, a roof over my head. And it's okay that I had food on the table. And I wasn't going to live a life of scarcity. So I knew that that's what I didn't want. I didn't know what I wanted but I knew what I didn't want, and that was strong enough for me to make a move. Now I, now I was put out in a situation where I had no direction, I had no mentorship at the time, I had nobody showing me or teaching me what to do, what to look out for, and I had to go through that journey, and I truly believe that, that I had to go through that alone, just like I've gone through my entire life alone, to really figure out what it was I needed to do. Because the moment I didn't then found that mentorship, I then found that right path. I was ready for it. I was prepared for it. I, I, I went through the pain to get there. And once it clicked, which was me going back to my congruent self, which is a sales. I've always been in sales. And I've been in, you know, in the coaching and consulting industry. So I knew the pains. Once, once we connected that, it was a complete different energy. People started coming. Uh, phone calls started coming in. Emails started coming in. I got on podcasts. I got on stages. I mean, I was doing everything I was fighting for for so long. Started to happen within within days, and now it's just wow. been this constant buildup, the snowball effect, the snowball effect, and it's just been it's been amazing. And I'm very grateful for all the ups and downs I've gone through, and grateful to be on a be on your radio station as we speak today. Oh, well, thank you. You. Uh you mentioned about, you know, you took a year. It is kind of a year of self-discovery. And again, getting, you said you had to get alone in order because you have to go inside. I mean, you know, the, the, the greatness and what in your dreams and all that are within you. They're not 
out in the world somewhere where people can come up to you and say, here's what you need to do. So mm-hmm. spent a year. So when did you when did you really find what you were looking for? When when did it, when did it all of a sudden say, wait a minute, this is exactly where my dream is? Well, through that year of discovery, I was I I didn't even realize I was doing this. I think I was doing this subconsciously, but I was kind of claiming my spot in the world and claiming who I was and what my capabilities are. But they weren't again congruent to who to to what the market wanted and what I was serving. When, when we decided, when I met my mentor, my, the, 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 my final last chance I had, so here I am, I have very little money left uh, to, that I had in, in, in the bank. I mean, at this point, I was hundreds of thousand dollars in debt. I had, I had one last chance to change it, and I, and I had to take that. I had to give myself that opportunity. I couldn't, I couldn't at that point get scared and say, oh, my God, I can't do this. I had to keep pushing forward. And I found a mentor who was proven. I finally found a mentor who has gone before me and has done exactly what I was hoping to achieve and I was trying to go after. And he showed me what I was doing wrong. See, I was doing it all right in the sense of the systems, the tools, the resources, but what I was doing all wrong was the congruency and the messaging. I wasn't being true to who I am. As a, as, a, as, a, as Kayvon in this world. And when we, we realized I was running away from sales because I had done it at that point for almost uh, 20 years and I was just, I was sick and tired of it. And, uh, and I was doing anything but what I should have been doing. The moment we came back to sales, but in a different way, my way for the first time, dictating how I wanted sales to be in my heart and in my life, that's when it really started to change. And now yeah. what I do is I show people with the system we've created after 19 years of, of what I've been doing, and my mentor and I, we've created a system called the One Call Closer System, which is, allows me to help coaches, thought leaders, service providers close their high-ticket offers over the phone within one call. Okay, I want to I want to stop at that point for just a second. I'm going to pick right up on that as soon as we're done with our first commercial break. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Imagine a relationship where you're given the opportunity to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship focused on your potential, not your performance. This is Coaching, an alliance designed to help you achieve your intended outcome. Discovering that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Your coach is passionate about helping you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness at RonaldGraves.com. That's RonaldGraves.com. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Welcome back. We're with Kay Vaughn, the One Call Closer. Before I bring him back on, I have a special offer for our listeners. I've recently released my Nuggets of Leadership MP3 series, which includes seven downloadable leadership lessons. These lessons are absolutely free to anyone listening to this show. Simply click on the Nuggets banner at the top of the Coaching for Real show page. Then place your order and you'll not only receive the Nuggets of Leadership program, but you will also receive a weekly leadership blog based on the best-selling book, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership by Dr. John C. Maxwell. Once again, all of this is absolutely free to everyone listening to this program, so take advantage of it. Now, Kayvon, when we broke for our commercial, we just got to the point where you found a mentor. You had you had spent roughly, I guess, a year kind of discovering in your own self-discovery, going within and trying to figure out the path you wanted to go down. And everything changed when you found this mentor. Can you talk to me about exactly how that took place and then... Um, kind of how the mentor got you back, I guess, on kind of on a sales track, which what you were trying to try to get away from. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, so one thing I know in life is mentors will, will guide you, they'll lead you, and they'll take you where you want to go. You've got to find that right mentor. And I've always had a mentor when I was younger to get me to the levels I wanted to get to. But when I got to the online space, when I got to that point where I wanted to build a business and build a brand, I didn't have a mentor. So I went searching and seeking, and, and I'll tell you this, and, and I, I like to say this with all respect, but there's a lot of people out there that tell you that they're going to help you, and they have no problem taking your money. Now, for me, I spent over $80,000 in investing in these types of people who just took my money and didn't provide a service, or they didn't fulfill what they actually were going to do. And, and again, that's the world we live in, but for me, I take complete ownership on that because that was my responsibility. You know, I trusted, I trusted a little too much, and I should have maybe done a little bit more due diligence. And now, so here I was in the same situation. I knew I wasn't going to do this alone. We know, and you, you talked about uh, John Maxwell, and what he says about the law of significance is what? Two is better than one. So I knew that if I was really, no one has built, nobody has built a multi-million dollar business by themselves. And I knew that I needed to find that person. I needed that someone who is just going to give me the the tools or even show me the way and after i searched and 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 spent all that money i still didn't give up as much as i wanted to give up as much as i said to myself oh if i would have just stayed at my job now let me tell you this i was working a day a week making well over six figures and i had the company car the company credit card all of that like my life was easy but that's why I needed the change because it was way too easy and it seemed too, it was too easy to get complacent on that. So I knew I needed that change. And when I made that change, I knew I, should, I was never going to look back. I never look back. I never talk about history. I say, to, I say to people, if you want to talk about the history, go become a history teacher. It's not for me. So even though I felt 
like every day I wanted to give up. I just knew I wasn't going to give myself. I, I gave myself the permission to walk, to run. I wasn't going to give myself the permission to run back home, to run back to what's comfortable. So I just kept pushing through. And, and I don't know how I, you know, how I ended up with this mentor, but I, I guess by pushing through, asking the right questions, going to meetups, doing whatever, like, again, whatever it takes to be successful, I was doing that, and I met my mentor. And right away, I just knew there was something about him. There was, there was, it reminded me when I was younger, when all the teachers said I wasn't going to do it, and there was that one teacher that would look at me and give me the wink and said, I see the pain you're in, kid. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. And he gave me that. He gave me that same feeling. So I knew that there was going to be a special relationship between us. And what was great about it was he saw himself in me 10 years before. So he was eager to help me because he knew what the potential was. And he said to me very quickly, he said, send me everything you're doing. And within, within, within 24 hours, he, he just came back and said, I know exactly what you're doing wrong. Everything you're doing, you're doing it wrong. And, you know, and, and I said, tell me. So he, he actually did a, he did a, he did a presentation. I went to a two-hour presentation, which he did are based around me. And now he never told me he did this. I know that the presentation, he actually tailored it for me. And at the end of it, he came to me and he goes, well, what do you think? And, and the presentation was about how to build a high-ticket business, how to build high-ticket services. And, and what it was, well, it was being, being an authority or being an expert in your field. And, and to me, I said, oh, well, I'm not an expert in anything. I'm not an authority of anything. How is this going to work? And he said, you didn't get it. And I said, no, I didn't get it. And all he said was this, and this is, very, this is what changed everything. If I were to tie your hands behind your back and blindfold you, what is the one thing that you can do to make money? I said, it's simple. I can do sales. He just looked at me. And I still didn't get it because I was trying to run away from sales. I was like, I don't want to do sales. And he said, and where have you been in the last year, two years, who have you been working and trying to work with? I said, you know, consultants, thought leaders, service professionals. He's like, do you understand the pains that they go through? <laughs> yes. Do you know what? You know how hard it is to sell a product over the phone? Uh, yes. Are you good at selling products over the phone? I said, yeah, I can do that, no problem. He still, it didn't connect. And then he, and then we looked at it, and then, and then I finally got it, and I was like, oh wow, the one call closer, and it just, and it literally was born. The one call closer was born. And, and again, I went back now. I'm still doing the same thing I was doing, but I was doing it with, with, with more of the reason of not the what, but the why. I now fully understand why I was doing what I was doing and how that would, how that would be taken from the market, like how the market would sort of take to that and, and, and see that. And, and, I, and again, I can't tell you, it was the same week I'm, I'm going in for bankruptcy. I'm, I'm literally you know, pleading uh, on my knees, uh, everything changes. Everything changes. Life completely takes a different direction. We pivot, a little pivot, and things are, you know, are, are, are moving in the, the right direction very quickly. That's pretty amazing that it changed, turned around that fast. I don't it, hear a story. The thing, and this is the thing is they say, oh, it was an overnight success. No, it took me 30 years, you know, to make it an overnight success. Right. And, uh, and, and no one sees that, right. They only see, they don't, don't see the pain. No one sees I pivot. I had to pivot three, four times in my business alone, not understanding what I was doing, hanging out. I called it, I was, I was hanging out with a bunch of drunk entrepreneurs, online drunk entrepreneurs who, who were just, they were trying to figure it out themselves. And, and I real, and I sobered up after I spent all this money and realized, no, if I'm going to do this right, I gotta, I gotta take it to the next level. 
I, I don't go to the guys that are, that are five steps ahead of me. I got to go to the guys that are 20 steps ahead of me and ask and ask them, you know, what do I need to do? It, it makes me think of a saying I really love or a phrase I like, and that is that there is no such thing as luck. Luck is when preparation meets opportunity. Mm-hmm. That sounds like exactly what happened to you. The, and, that's, and that's the thing is if I would have met my mentor a year before, I would have never been ready for him. He would have never took me on as his mentee because I hadn't gone through that pain. And we, we actually mm-hmm. talked about it today. We talked about that same thing. We said, imagine where you were yeah, two years ago now at this point. I said, I can't believe it. It's, it's, it's a life-changing. Perfect timing. But, mm-hmm. uh, that's what it takes. So I'm going to switch the subject a little bit here now. Let's get into sales and then and, and, and some of the things you've got, particularly your, your, um, you know, your business. Let's talk to us about the difference between selling and closing, in particular what you call high-ticket offers from, tradition, mm-hmm. from traditional mm-hmm. sales strategies. How does that differ? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll tell you this. There's a huge difference between selling and closing. In fact, I believe in this world there is a lot of salespeople that is littered with bodies of salespeople and people know how to, who, who know how to sell. Very few of these people actually really know how to close. In fact, if you think about this, millions of people – have ideas, they have dreams, they have phenomenal things that they want. But somewhere down the road, because they didn't know how to close them, they gave up on that dream, they gave up on themselves, and thus the dream, the idea, the concept dies. Until somebody comes by and picks up that same idea or that concept, but they're successful at getting it into the marketplace, getting that, getting that idea accepted. Who gets the credit? The salesperson, the dreamer, or the closer? The closer. Why? Because the closer gets to a point where we call it the critical exchange. And the critical exchange point is now where I stop doing the selling, I stop talking about the features, I stop talking about the benefits, and I get the deal done. I ask for the credit card. I ask for the signature. The closer will always get the deal done by asking for the deal to get closed. Many salespeople don't even ask for the close. They, they, they leave it as, okay, let me think about it, or let me get back to you. That's, not, that's what salespeople do. Closers get, the, get to that critical exchange where you're now exchanging something of value. So I'm, you've given me something, and now I'm giving you something in value, whether that's the signature, whether that's the money, whether that's a product, whether that's a service. Does that make sense? That makes good sense. And I'm a, it makes me think about the fact that when you're doing this exchange, people are always going to want to – get something that's of more value than what they're paying for it. Uh, and, 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 and a good closer will do that. See, the, see, a lot, you know, the, see traditional salespeople say things like under-deliver, uh, sorry, under-promise and over-deliver. Why would you do that? Why would, no, no, what I will do is I will over-deliver, uh, sorry, I will over-promise, and then I'll do whatever I've got to do to over-deliver. That, that's what I'll do as a closer. I don't under-promise. I don't use traditional sales techniques. So to go to that second question, you said, what, what, how do I define a high ticket? For me, high ticket offers over the phone is anything $5,000 a plus. When you're, when you're trying to sell a $1,500 or $2,000 ticket, you can use all the traditional sales techniques you want. You can use all the closes, the Ben Franklin closes, the Let Me Think About It closes. But when you're trying to sell a $5,000 seat, a $20,000 four-day event, those, those, those types of sales strategies, they simply don't work. You've got you to understand the ability to close. You've got to understand the ability to take uh, the, the, the prospect on a journey, to be able to create the 
pain, have them create the pain for themselves. Because if there's no pain, there's no sale. There's no motivation, there's no sale. There's no urgency, there's going to be no sale. So as a closer, you've got to create that urgency. You've got to create that motivation. You get the, the, the prospect's got to, got to know what pain they're in. They've got to feel that. Because then, if you're selling the right product, which I only sell services and I only work with experts who are proven and they have products that actually change people's lives. And that's, that's my service to the world. It's helping people go from where they are to where they want to go by, by offering them a solution to their problem by other people's products. Got it. Great ideas. Uh, I, there's, a, there's a phrase I like to use or a saying I like to use, and, it, and I'm, I'm going to ask you what it means to you, but you know, people love to buy, but they hate being sold to. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, did you get that off my uh, master class, right? People no, uh, it's on your master class, but I, I, you yeah. know, I've heard it before and I've used it before. Uh, mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the thing is, we we're we're buyers, we're consumers, but we don't want to. We again, we don't want to be, especially nowadays. The buyer, the consumer, has all the power. They have all the information, and a salesperson doesn't have. It's not like it was back in the early '80s and the '90s where we had all the power. Because of, obviously, the Internet and everything we have access to, the consumer has the power. So don't try to sell them. Why would you try to sell them? They get them. What, what my strategy is, I get them to sell them to me. I get them to sell them to me why they, they should even be, uh, be, why we should even think about having them in the product or in the, in the service. If it's coaching, why, why do you think you're even a good candidate? And, and even if that, even if you are a good candidate, why do you think the expert, whoever it is, can help you? But I get that they start selling them now. They start selling themselves on why they need you. That's, so I'm not using that's, selling techniques. I don't use selling techniques. I, use, I do use psychology, the psycho, like deep psychology of sales, because some people need to get past their roadblocks to give themselves the opportunity to make change in their life. So I do, I do tap into the subconscious to help them go from being stuck and help them going from always the, what my favorite is, let me think about it. Let me think about how's that serving you? How's that been since you've been thinking about it? Every day or every week, an opportunity comes up, and you always say, let me think about it. But yet, nothing ever changes. Aren't you sick and tired of that? Yeah. Good idea. Um, is there any real difference between selling a, or uh, well, so I'd say closing on a product versus closing on a service? Depending on, again, depending on the price and what the, um, and what the outcome of each one is. So if it's, if, it's, if, if it's a product that's going to help them make their business better and thus their business is going to run more effectively, bring in more sales, more sales is going to create an economy for people. You're going to be able to create a, you know, a sales division. The sales division now can create the marketing division. It's the same process. It's the, what do you, what do you, what, what's the, what, what is the prospect or the, or the, you know, the, the, the customer trying to, to achieve? What's the end result? You see, there, there's, there's, there's three levels of pain that a prospect has. They have a surface pain, they have a financial pain, and they got personal pain. As a high-ticket seller or a closer, you'll never be able to sell a prospect on surface pain stuff. Surface pain stuff is things like my Facebook isn't working, my Facebook ads aren't working, or, or I've hired the wrong sales rep and, he's, and he's, you know, he's wrecking the team. Those are all surface-level stuff. Or the website sucks, or the wrong, it was the wrong newspaper, or it was the wrong ad. That's a surface level. Financial level is a little deeper. Now it's, 
because none of this is working, because the Facebook isn't working, because the ads aren't working, I'm not making the money. And I'm not making money, now I can't pay the bills. That, 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 that's a deep pain, but there's actually a deeper pain that you need to tap into. There's a deeper pain going on. And that's the fact that if the ads don't work, and if they can't pay for, the, for their employees or pay for the sales department or the marketing department, they're going to lose the business. And as a result of that, they're going to lose their wife. They're going, their kids are going to, you know, they're, they're not going to feel like, uh, you know, if it's a man or woman, feel like they're strong enough because they can't even keep the business running. Or, they, or their dream was to help somebody, uh, you know, someone close to them who's helped them, and they'll never have that opportunity to do that. That's a personal pain. That, that's where people want, want to make change. And you'll be able to provide a solution for that, you'll be, you'll be successful. Definitely. Definitely. We've got a couple minutes left before our, next, our last break. I want to talk a little bit right now about, you know, the world of telemarketing. It seems, in fact, I had a telemarketing call when I was getting ready for this show uh, today. It was the last phone call I got. I thought it was somebody I wanted to talk to. It turned out to be a telemarketer. You know, if we're, if we're just getting in to talk to people and, and give our, you know, get to our closing point, how do we get past all that interference that, that everybody just wants to put everybody off because all we're going to hear is, is uh, the, usual, the usual garbage from a telemarketer? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, again, you're talking completely different than what I do. So I do high-ticket selling, and I, do a, I, I use a different process. I do not cold call. I don't call. Okay. I've cold called. I have dialed for dollars. It does call, and I always tell people, does cold calling work? Absolutely, it works because it becomes a numbers game. But it's hard, and it's painful, and it just plain sucks. I don't cold call. I don't telemarket. I, I don't, that's called interrupt marketing. I don't, I don't do that type of marketing. What we do is we do information marketing. These people are looking. The people we speak to are wanting change. They, they're applying. They, they've, they've filled an application. They've gone to a webinar. They've gone to a master class. They, they, they want you because they know that you might have the solution for them. They trust you. It's a complete, complete different game. So I, I don't talk about telemarketing and cold calling. I leave, I leave that up for all the other sales trainers that teach about that. I teach about high-ticket selling. My philosophy is high-ticket selling. My philosophy is helping people who want to be helped. There's no point in trying to help people who don't want to be helped. There's no point in helping average people try to become winners, I say leave that up to Tony Robbins. He does that great. Kayvon, I help winners become winners. I help winners win more. And that was a huge turning point in my business too because I was going after that average person and wondering every time I got on the phone call with them, well, they didn't have money. Well, they didn't have money because they, didn't, they weren't willing to take chances in their life. They didn't have money because they weren't willing to go past those roadblocks. How can you help someone who isn't willing to be helped? They say they're willing to be helped, so that goes from these people who say they want things, but they're not really, they don't really want them. They're, they're, they're interested in getting them, but they're not committed. They're Big difference. Big difference. Huge difference between being curious and committed. Huge difference. Definitely. Curious is buying a membership. <laughs> being committed is going to the gym five days a week. Curious is picking up a book on entrepreneurship. Committed is doing entrepreneurship, becoming an entrepreneur, working at it. It's a huge difference. And a lot of people think they're committed, but they're just curious. Exactly. I was that. And I could say that with, with, with this much passion and grit. You know, I, I, I can because I've been there. I know what it is to say I want to do that. I know what it is for 30 years to, to think about it. So 
a whole different world of thinking about it than doing it. I say, I just exactly. say I, thinking about it is not a business plan. Doing it. Exactly. All right. Thank you. We're coming up on our final commercial break. So when we return, we're going to continue with this conversation right where we're at. So stay tuned. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. You're listening to Coaching for Real on the Voice America Business Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Imagine a relationship where you're given the opportunity to think rather than being told what to think. A relationship focused on your potential, not your performance. This is Coaching, an alliance designed to help you achieve your intended outcome. Discovering that what lies behind you and what lies before you are trivial matters compared to what lies within you. Your coach is passionate about helping you discover your masterpiece and live into your greatness at RonaldGraves.com. That's RonaldGraves.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Coaching for Real with Ronald Graves. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also choose to send an email to ronald at ronaldgraves.com. Now, back to Coaching for Real. Welcome back. We're talking with Kayvon, one call closer. For the break, we were really deep into discussion of... Uh, you know, one call and closing and closing versus selling and, and those sort of things. And I want to I want to talk about several things here. One of them is, you know, most of us aren't really good at closing over the phone. And, and that's pretty much what we talked about in uh, the second segment. But what are some of the common mistakes you see people make when they're trying to sell over the phone? Yeah, so you, you, you'll know if you made a mistake as a, as a closer on the phone when you keep hearing objections like, this sounds good, but let me think about it. These are the most common objections you'll hear. Uh, your prices are too high, or let me run this by your, my partner, and I can make a decision. There are several mistakes that have been made that resulted in those objections. They can go from anywhere from pushing the features and benefits way too much. You're either trying to oversell or you're underselling. You're, 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 mentoring your, you're mentioning sorry, your prices way too early or way too late. You haven't created the authority for yourself, so you haven't created the gap. Uh, from, from where the customer is to where they want to go and how you can give them, how you can take them to that promised land, or, or you just haven't shown that value enough to your prospect for them to make a decision. And these are all things that result from making these mistakes. And the mistakes that most people make is they, they sound like a traditional salesperson. You never want to sound like a traditional salesperson when you're selling high-ticket offers over the phone. How does that look? It's very simple. Don't get overexcited. I'm allowed to be overexcited right now. I'm an excited person. I love excitement. I can't act like this when I'm speaking to a prospect. I can't talk too fast. You can't justify your value. Don't, I said, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, don't use traditional sales tricks and techniques. And don't try 
to please or chase your prospects. See, we see as salespeople, we're always we, we, we always have that, always be closing, always be closing. No, no, I don't. I'm not always being closing. I'm I'm closing the right people at the right time for the right product. That's what a true closer does. I turn many people away, turn many people away from the product because I'll tell you this is you never want someone who's going to come into the program with a bad attitude, the bad apple who can wreck it for everybody, who can, who can wreck it for the coach or the, the consultant. You know how many coaches I see that have bad, they have horrible customers or whatever you want to call them, clients, and they stick with mm-hmm. them because they think they need them. And, they, and those clients, what happens is those clients rob you. They rob your energy. They rob your spirit. They rob all that from you. So when you go to the clients you do love, you don't have much to give from them. So if you're a coach right now or a consultant and you're thinking to yourself, ah, that's me, get rid of those people. You don't need them. Get rid of them. I'll tell you this. Your customers, your clients are a direct reflection of who you are. They're a direct reflection of who I am. Does that make well, sense? Well, it makes very good sense. If, if you're a coach, as a coach, if you've got bad clients, then you're not going to improve as a coach. I mean, you might even get worse. I mean, your coaching style, your coaching ability to, to coach people is not going to be improved by having clients that are just not, you know, are not good clients. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't improve. I understand. So when, when selling over the phone, you know, you got to understand the bigger the problem, the bigger the opportunity. So again, bigger the bigger the pain, the bigger the opportunity you'll be able to have to provide them or provide the client with a solution. And there's only, and, 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 and selling, and with high-ticket selling, I'll tell you, this is very different to dr- traditional selling. High-ticket selling, selling is 80% of the listening. And 20% is speaking. And of that 80-20, the, the most important is understanding what that 20% represents. And that 20% represents asking the right questions, knowing how to ask the questions with finesse, why you're asking those questions. Does that make sense there? Makes great sense. That leads into my next question, which is, you know, you say that there are three main reasons to ask questions of a prospect. Just, mm-hmm. just three. There, 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 there are. There are three. If you're going to be doing the speaking, there's only three reasons why you'd be asking a question. There's discovery, there's control, and there's motivation. When it comes to discovery, it's about getting the information you need required to close the sale as soon as possible. It's understanding that pain. Control. The person who's asking the questions with the finesse can direct to the, and lead the conversation to the end result fast. If your prospect is asking you questions, you have lost control. You have lost control of the conversation. Thus, you lose control of the sale. Thus, you lose control of the close. And number three, motivation. motivation. You're going to ask questions to get the customer motivated. Because if the customer, I alluded to this earlier, if they're not motivated, if they don't have urgency, if, if they don't have a need, if they don't have a desire that they want to fix right away, there will be no close. So um, what you're saying is if, if you, in the, as you're talking to this customer and asking questions, if you sense that motivation is not there, then there's no reason to go on, really. There is no, you will never, you will never close a client or a customer or a prospect if there is no need, if there is no urgency, and if there's no motivation. Okay. So how do you create it? Well, that's what I teach in my, in my system. One little secret I can give you is if you, if you get a customer who's just going, yeah, I'm just thinking about it. Mm, you know, I just saw this online, and mm, I don't know if this is going to help me. You use reverse psychology. 
you got to you 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 use reverse psychology so you can get them to open up. Because I'll tell you this, nobody gets on a phone or books an application for an application call unless they have a pain. And it's up to you as a closer, no matter how hard and no matter how much those prospects keep their poker hands close to their chest, it's up to you to really discover what it is they need, why they're on that phone call. Because as a closer, your number one job is to serve them. You're not there to sell them. You're not there to close them so you get commission. I don't do this for my commission. I do this so I can serve people and give people an opportunity to change their life and give people the opportunity to do what I did back in, back five years now ago where I gave myself that permission to walk away and give myself that permission to go through that door. And for me, that is what this is all about, is being able to serve people. This isn't about sneaky sales tactics or trying to sell products that people don't need. That's not what I do. That's not what the one-call closer system is all about. You just revealed your why. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right. That's why you do it. Along those same lines, you say that there are four major things we must know in order to fully qualify a customer. Mm-hmm. I hope everybody out there is ready to take notes. Can you, can you, look, can you tell us what those are? Yeah, so I, I, I've, I've, I've said that uh, throughout the process. But, there's, right. again, I'll just go over them. The four major things you must understand or know to qualify the customer to see if you're even going to have the close or even get to the close is, again, is their needs. You've got to understand what their needs are. You've got to understand the urgency. So if there's no urgency, there's no sale. If they're saying, oh, I'm thinking about it for a year and a year from now, there's no sale. You've got to create that urgency. So needs, their urgency, money, right away you've got to understand that they have money. There's no point in spending 30, 40, or even an hour with a customer that has no money. They, can't, they simply cannot invest in themselves, and they're not willing to invest in themselves. So you've got to get to those questions right away. Ask them, is there, a, is there a reason that I need to know that you would not be able to move forward today? Shall I give you the opportunity to? Anything that I need to know right now, please let me know. Get it right out. See, a lot of, a lot of salespeople, uh, they get scared to address, you know, the, 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 the ghosts, the, the, the hidden ghosts in the closet, right? Uh, You've got to go, you got to address them right away. Get them out on the table. The more you can get the objections out in, 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 on the table, the less objections you're going to have when you have to close. And if you're getting objections when you're, when you're trying to close, you haven't done your job. You haven't taken them to a state where, where they're, they're, they want to commit right away and they're willing to do that. And you're just going to have an uphill battle. And you're going to have, you're going to then get in that situation where people go, oh, I got objection handlers. Try this, try that. If the process is done perfectly, at the end of the call, you know you've done a good job when they're thanking you. I never, ever say thank you. I'm not thanking you for giving me the money. I'm congratulating you, and I'm looking forward to working with you. They thank me for giving them the opportunity. And the fourth one, just so you know, I didn't go off there, needs, urgency, money, and the one we haven't talked about is you've got to make sure you're speaking to the decision maker. For is there a reason that I need to know? Again, are you the decision maker? Do you have a partner that, that does the decisions with you? If so, you speak with the partner. You never give information unless you deemed a uh, profitable reason for doing so, and you never just speak to somebody unless you know they are the decision maker because you're wasting your time, you're wasting their time. Always Definitely. speak to the decision maker. Thanks. I want to go back for just a second and just kind of elaborate more on your why. You've helped, you know, 
dozens of service providers reach their revenue and mindset development goals. Talk about the, you know, you talked about this is the why you do it. What, talk about the fulfillment you receive when you see other people succeed using, you know, your pro, your process, your program. Yeah. So the one call. I, the fulfillment I see is, 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 the, is watching people change, literally go from a place of scarcity, go from a place where they don't even think things are possible for them. They go from a place of saying, that's not for me, uh, I'm not good enough, to a place where they, where they see abundance, to a place where they, they literally have changed their lives, their family lives, they're operating, they're talking at a whole nother level. And that's why for me it's very important with who I work with and what products I, uh, I deal with. Because, again, I'm very congruent, and I really want to work with people who have products that actually help people get to the next level in their life or get their business to the next level. Whatever it is, it needs to be something that's going to make an impact in their lives. And that is the way I can impact people. It's, it's just the, it's the train that, that just keeps on going. I can't impact everyone in the world, but if I impact just one person and they can impact one person, I know I'm doing my job. And for me, I have been impacted by these people, by my mentors, by all these coaches and consultants that I love and speak on stage. Half the mentors I have, I've never met. They're, 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 they're on my, they're on my goal right. list to, to, to meet. Uh, you know, the people that gave me my transformation, they don't even know they gave it to me. That, 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 that's, that's powerful. That's, that's so powerful. That is very powerful. Need, it's not self-serving. I don't need to know I've changed your life. I just want to know I know I'm doing the right thing to help people change their lives. Well, Give them after an listening. Opportunity. Definitely. Well, I'm sure there are some people out there right now that have been listening to this show that that say, you know, this is what I want, this is what I need. I'm I'm one of those people who um, could use the one call closing and I'm I'm prepared for it. So what what's their next step? Well, the next step is simple. If if you if you if you feel connected to this, if you want to learn the one-call closing system so you can close your high-ticket offers, or if you want me to do that for you and train your sales team, very simple. You can go to kayvon.com. That's K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. And from there, you'll get all access to me. All right. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. We're just at the end of our show tonight. I really want to uh, I really appreciate the fact you were on here and the information was outstanding. So it's been my pleasure. To have you well, on our thank show. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be on a show like this. Excellent. All right. Coaching for Real again is about you. It's about real people, real challenges, and real breakthrough. And tonight, I heard a lot of breakthrough coming from Kayvon. Um, the One Call Closer System is, and it's in and of itself, a breakthrough. So it's been my sincere pleasure to add value to you through Coaching for Real. May the Lord bless you and keep you until we meet again. And we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Coaching for Real today. Be sure to join Ronald Graves again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We'll talk again very soon.